Demir's Ambulances is one of the largest, most trusted ambulance design and manufacturers in the world, with a vision to build safe, reliable, and efficient emergency vehicles to assist paramedics in saving lives. Demir's manufactures Type 1, 2, and 3 emergency medical and fire ambulances that set the bar for quality, innovation, attention to detail, and rigorous testing. To find a Demir's Ambulance Dealer in your region, visit www.demirs-ambulances.com. Your partner on the road, every day, on every call. Is your fire department prepared to face challenges like the turbulent economy, recruiting and retention, and funding? Level up and get the training and strategies you need on the issues that matter most at WAVE 2023. Featuring ESO Training Academy on April 11th through the 14th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. ESO, a leading provider of fire RMS and EPCR software, brings together national industry leaders, quality training, and experienced fire and EMS professionals for a unique conference experience that will inspire you to drive change within your organization and prepare for 2023's challenges. For a limited time, our listeners can use the discount code FIRETRUCK to save $100 on a full four-day conference pass. Don't miss this opportunity to learn from some of the nation's top experts in emergency services. Visit ESOWave.com to register today. That's E-S-O-W-A-V-E.com. See you in Austin on April 11th through the 14th, 2023. This podcast is brought to you by Flex 7 from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, empowered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced Technology, only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. This is Sons of the Flag Radio, brought to you by Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio. Our mission at Sons of the Flag is to revolutionize burn care and the quality of life for veterans, first responders, and families. Sons of the Flag believes that the future of burn care resides in research and, and uh, development, and our vision is to accelerate the process of testing leading technologies and pushing them into circulation for immediate use by burn survivors across the nation. We bring together passionate community leaders, pioneering physicians, dedicated first responders, and purposeful civilians to help complete our mission. If you would like to listen to this episode or any other Sons of the Flag episodes, um, you can look us up on all social media by typing in at Sons of the Flag. Uh, go to the Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio and look up Sons of the Flag, but also on YouTube, Sons of the Flag. And you can also go to our website at www.sonsoftheflag.org. And as we like to do with every episode, we want to start our, start our show off by honoring our fallen heroes since our last show. Um, and at the end of it, we want to pause a little bit longer for our fallen law enforcement personnel and our fellow military veterans that we have lost um, this past year and up until now. The last year 
uh, firefighters that we've lost since January uh, 2023. Larry Peasley. Charles Cape. Kevin Daly. Robert T. Gardner Jr. Brandon Norbury. Trey Evans Demeron. Todd Yandry. Stephen Smith. Paul Clowder. Ethan Killian. Ricky Hill Jr. And Jason Arno. Let us take a moment of silence to honor these fallen heroes. All right. So we're back. We're back, finally. It's been a little bit. Uh, we so do. much going on. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, say the least. It's been absolute chaos. And so, you know. When the, and the, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because last year we were like, okay, it's 10 years. Yeah. Sons of the Flag, 10 years. And we're going, all right, we're going to rock it. You know, we got <laughs> right. we got all this stuff planned. And then, you know, the 7X project gets going. Yeah. Sherry and I are kind of pulled to the side. And we're working on this on a on a regular basis, and we're like, all right, well, all the <laughs> all the cool all the cool interviews that we kind of had planned, all the different little events. Like yeah, that, we're gonna have to shut that away. So now, eleven years now, Sons of the Flag is at eleven years, and and I guess we're gonna make this one. We're gonna crush this one. This, this, one, this we is did our a, year. we did to not to say that we didn't do great last year. We we thank you to all of our donors. Thank you for all of our supporters. Y'all really came through and and and. The most beautiful way that we were able to help uh, help people in some super incredible yeah, ways. And then all of our task force members they stuck through. You know, oh, yeah. we've watched this team grow Shout out Greg. the last several years. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> Greg's the man, <laughs> and and I feel bad for Greg. He, you know, he leaves being a lieutenant in for DC. And then he's having to herd all of these cats <laughs> at Sons of the Flag. And his job just yeah, got a lot a harder. One. That's a rough one to transition you know, to. <laughs> when he's a lieutenant, he can at least grab guys by the shirt collar. Yeah. Here, he, he's got to type a text he's message or an email. Message. And if you know anything about Greg, text messages and emails are not his forte. Or he, he tries to get you on a Zoom call, and that never works either. <laughs> yeah. I, he, I told him the other day, he called me. I'm like, hey, dude, I got an email about a Zoom call. And I log on, and I'm just sitting there by myself, and it says, this meeting occurred two days ago. Oh, no. So I was like, man, maybe they just sent me the wrong day. And then he, he's like, no, that was my fault. I logged into the wrong account. I'm like, oh, my God. So they had to do some. That's all right. Some, you know, off-the-wall thing that Gary had to set up and, you know, help Daddy Greg out. Daddy Greg, there we go. <laughs> Take no care stuff. Which, Greg, I'm looking forward to seeing you at FDIC. We'll get through. We'll get to our, our event stuff later. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been it's been a you know, it's been it's it's been a really hectic last year, um, and you know, kind of building up and still, you know, doing our uh, stars and stripes, still doing our country for country, still doing our third degree shoot, still doing the surgeries, still finding the doctors that we need, still giving money to uh, UT Southwestern's burn program and doing research and all this kind of stuff. So everybody who's pitched in to continue to make Sons of the Flag what Birdman wanted it to be from since the very beginning. You know, from bottom of all of our hearts, thank you. Absolutely. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We don't have anybody that we're interviewing. Typically, we find somebody cool to do an interview with, but we got some people coming up later on down the pipe. Bemis and I haven't got together and just kind of hung out and talked yeah, <laughs> for quite some time. It's been a good bit. Yeah. Probably, since December, at least, the yeah. last episode. And so we, we figured we would just come in here. And and chat it up and tell y'all about this project that Birdman put together. Um, do you have the website? Do you have anything pulled up? 
No, I don't have it yet. I can. My computer's yeah, may, been yeah, crapping out. Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe we can uh, pull something up. Yeah. Or if you want to pull it up on your phone, we can read a little bit from the website. So basically, it's American Extreme, um, and it is the Human Performance Project, and this one is super close to my heart. Um, the main goal of it is to find a way to begin to prevent the first responder and veteran suicide epidemic. Um, it's it, it's always a difficult topic to talk about because you never know exactly how it's going to hit somebody. You have a lot, you have certain people who think mental illness is just, you know, kind of made up and phony. You have people who, uh, you know, don't take it as seriously as it needs to be. You have government agencies that don't take it seriously as it needs to be. You have people who believe that it's simply a case of getting people medicated. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a compound thing. And that's what, that's what this project was, was meant to hit. Um, you know, the great thing about this project and the timing of this episode, um, a neighboring department up by where I work, um, they had two suicides, uh, on the same day. Same day. So yeah, it, well, yeah, one was still working and the other one had, is, was no longer working at the time for them and um they were separate but it's just one of those things man when one hits it's tough enough yeah but two you know and it, it, it's a tragedy and that's been one of my biggest issues especially when we deal with like burn survivors right there's the ptsd associated with going to the, through the traumatic experience it goes with the fire first responders having to deal with it. it goes with military veterans having to deal with these types of injuries it's the stuff that you don't forget about you you just can never erase it okay no. And, you know, you're talking about the medication side, you know. I'm, I'll i be straight up with you. I'm doped up on medicine because of the stuff that I've dealt with yeah. and the stuff that we've all dealt with. But I love the fact that there's programs and organizations that are out there that are trying to meet us halfway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just watched a video a minute ago, and the biggest sign of success and strength is saying that you need help. Yeah. You know, burn survivors, anybody that's dealt with a traumatic or some sort of violent experience knows firsthand that you've got to reach out. And it sometimes is just taking that initial step saying, I'm here, please help me. Which and is, is whenever we talk to my brother, my brother-in-law, J-Mac, you know, we I brought up a bit, a bit on my side about what I had been through and the most difficult step planning it was easy deciding i was going to do it yeah was easy most difficult part was telling somebody i needed help and it ended up being the only part that truly mattered was telling somebody that i needed help and having that ear that would listen and you know that that person that would set that says i'm going to work with you on this i'm going to try to figure this out and medication is it, there's there's a it's a layered answer like you need you need communication. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need medication. Sometimes it's spiritual. And sometimes we're figuring out that there's psychedelic, you know, things that you can do. Um, it, it, there's, and, and sometimes it's just understanding that the community is still there and you haven't just because you're out of the military or away from the fire department doesn't mean that the community isn't still there for you. There's, yep. there's still hands that are willing to hold you up if you need it. Absolutely. There's always a support system in place, and sometimes it takes a moment for you to kind of step back and see the grander scheme, right? Yeah. Look at the bigger picture because there's people holding their hands out. Yeah. 
but that traumatic experience and those violent experiences that you've seen or witnessed are what blinding you from making that true connection and yeah. so and it's it I'm really happy to see it 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 has come to the forefront more than it ever than than I ever remember it mm-hmm. being um and and being more acceptable to be spoken about like like the conversation again with, that we have with my brother-in-law you know doctors are still asked yeah. if they're you know if they've been seen anybody or something like that and it can be held against them yep. whenever they're getting hired or it can be held against them you know whenever they're getting updated or something along those lines mm-hmm. which is just and now he's doing um <clears throat> something with a whole lot of medical based online influencers social media influencers that are on the medical side they're having a conference about this and it's like there's people that are beginning to take this seriously yeah and there's influential people that really want to see a change well think about dina ali what she's been doing you know she has truly progressed this awareness i think further than most of us have ever imagined some of the stuff that she has done is just absolutely mesmerizing and the recent article she put out was absolutely captivating and you know she truly highlights the problems that we're having and the mental side of this job is really taking a toll on us and like i said I'm happy that we're finally tracking it. Yeah. Organizations, all of you know, all the fire departments in my area, I know are taking this stuff serious. And it's about damn time because, you know, veterans, we're losing 22 a day, right? Hence 22 kill. Yeah. You have veterans, you have first responders, that's police and law enforcement and EMS. Yeah. Not even thinking about the dispatchers that have to listen on the other end of a line God, I can't even imagine. to what's going on. Or the doctors that are having to work on them. Absolutely. And so there's a line of people that are out there. It, 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 these so many great organizations. Absolutely essential services, too. Yes. Absolutely essential services. And you would think that you would want those people, of all people, to be at the you know at the top of their game. Yeah. Like 100%. And if that means you know, taking more time off or having to be on certain types of medication or having to go to therapists or something along, then get that done for them well think about dr levy yeah right mm-hmm. so what do they do through at ut southwestern they do the mental health checkup with each other yep. to keep the doctors in the line and they do their little programs i think he has a text message program that he has with his guys mm-hmm. and they do kind of a wellness check and they do it fairly often and i and i was like it's great to see that other people are taking it much more seriously on the lower level yeah but there's obviously great organizations such as uh, American Extreme and the Human Performance Project. So, you know, just reading on it, it's uh, it, they're focusing on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual growth for combat veterans, first responders, and those dealing with trauma. Uh, research and data driven by m- medical professionals to include MDs, PhDs, dietitians, psychiatrists, psychologists, and sports physiologists. They provide a manual from all data collected to the active duty military veteran and first responder communities in America and our allies, 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 Wow, it's been that kind of a day. <laughs> and they're also producing a full-length documentary on the journey and how the outcomes of research was collected, uh, but obviously raise funding and awareness for veteran and first responder charities. So yep. like Bird's Eye View, Sons uh, of the Flag. Of the flag. Guardian Grange. Absolutely. There's a, there's a whole host of the guys. And I was fortunate enough to get to go on the trip. Let's so. talk about that. Because <laughs> okay. so I'm, I'm very envious was... of you right now. I don't know if exhaustingly epic is is a phrase, but I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to TM it. It's, it was exhaustingly epic, and, and we were so I made a post about this, and you know I'm I'm kind of a natural naturally a, a kind of a standoff person. I 
I have a trouble kind of communicating until there's an introduction. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just introverted by nature. That's just how I've always been. Yeah. And then once the introduction's gone, I can kind of talk somebody's ear off. And Absolutely. Then wish they never were introduced to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I'm uh, not laughing. That's the truth. But yeah, no, I get it. Dude. <laughs> uh, but so we're, I'm on a plane, you know, with, Doctors, athletes, skydivers, you know, psychologists, people. Uh, some of our past guests, Shay. Some of our past guests, Shay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm also on there with multimillionaires. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who are titans of their industry. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, people who have uh, who sell products and industrial and and you know, do the shirts and all this kind of stuff. Real estate agents. So it's like everybody from all walks of life and i and i always love being in these environments because yeah. i'm like i'm just here to take pictures yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i just got my camera uh, but so we 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 didn't get to hit so i'll start from the beginning we we flew into south africa um and the goal was to hit a skydive a marathon and a plunge on every continent and the reason for this was and what was the time frame Seven days. Seven days. Seven days. So that's the important thing that's because the, thing. the bags under y'all's eyes grew every picture that every I saw. <laughs> and then I looked at Bird and it was Australia plunge. Oh my God, and I don't really? know if he was I don't know if he was asleep or awake. It's like hell week he, all over I, I'm again. I'm pretty positive he hadn't slept still. I think it was four days of no sleep is yeah, what he said. About four days of no sleep and if anybody can do it, Birdman <laughs> yeah. can golly. Uh, but so the and the reason behind it was they wanted to push these athletes' bodies to the extreme. You can't you can't fully uh, uh, mimic the the stress level of going into a fire or mm -hmm. going on a call or being in combat, you know, unless you actually have people do that. Correct. But then studying them afterwards is pretty much impossible. Yep. Um, so our so the goal of this project was simulate that stress level. Mm -hmm. You know, you're running twenty miles a day. You're gonna skydive or base jump somewhere, so it, you have to be focused. Didn't the one girl run a mile every day in a bomb suit? So we had a uh, Katie. I can't remember her last name, but uh, Katie, an awesome young lady who uh, ran a mile in a bomb suit on every continent. The one continent we didn't get to hit was Antarctica. Hopefully, we get back there in November. But so we hit. So we were in South America, South Africa. Uh, and that's where they started. Mm -hmm. um, and the guys started their marathons. And then we went to Australia and they continue their marathons. Katie's still doing that mile in a bomb suit, which is just wild to watch. Completely head to toe decked out. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely insane. Um, skydiving still, getting to do the plunge. We posted Birdman doing yeah. the Perth plunge <laughs> and, and the freezing cold water. And then, um, oh, where did we go after that? Uh, it was Australia, and then I think Egypt. I say you went to Cairo because yeah, we went to Egypt after yeah, we went to Egypt after Australia. Egypt and London, right? I'm missing a place. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We went to Dubai. Dubai. We to that's Dubai right. after yes. Australia, and Dubai was so, <laughs> so Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Some even though there were these. It, parts of you know extreme epicness and and you know you're 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 shooting guns with people in in Colombia you're skydiving here you're running here and all this kind of stuff you're, there are p 
periods of just like mind numbing boredom. Yeah. When you're sitting at an airport waiting to get on your flight. <laughs> and you haven't slept. You haven't slept. And then you're, you know, then you go through this epicness and then you get back there and you're three more hours of waiting to get on a flight. Yeah. I think our longest wait was going from uh, Australia to, was it Australia to Dubai? Or maybe it was, no, no, no. It was uh, uh, to go into Australia. Uh, from South Africa, and we ended up having to wait like six hours. Oh no! Just, just in the and it's, but it's it's a test. It you know it tested everybody. If mm-hmm. if, if we didn't have the group of people that we did, you know, uh, just level headed, you know, compassionate, knew what they were there for, knew what they had signed up for. Very it's very few complaints. Very very few complaints, which yeah. is wild. Whenever. You, you have people sitting in an airport for six hours yeah, and then you have them, you know, going here and going there and being drive driven and picked up and don't know when they're going to have lunch. And, but they were still like the, Just the attitude, driven, yeah. the, the, the compassion that was shown. If you needed somebody to talk to, there was somebody right there to talk to the laughter. Just, I mean, the whole thing was you get on social media and your your idea of humanity can be ruined pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. On that airplane, you're like everybody on the world is awesome. Yeah. Because you're you're just these are all strangers and they're still some of the coolest people that you've ever met. Um <clears throat> so we went to we, we did uh I was stationed with the VIPs, so the guys who actually paid to be on the flights and I was doing their photography and then they had videographers and photographers specifically for the athletes. I can tell you this man by there were parts where, you know, short four-hour flights, and we didn't. We got maybe two hours of sleep, if yeah. that. I I would say for about the first four stops, it was just like you're getting to a point of, you know, narrow, narrow vision. Yeah, like you're just like, okay, I just got to do something. I'm just. I was <laughs> running on pure adrenaline. Yeah, like the almost the entire time. I would say until flying from London to. Cartagena, when I got to actually sleep, that I stopped running off just pure adrenaline. Yeah, I mean, you're getting off the flight, and you're like, okay, where we got to go? I got to get pick up my stuff. I got to run over here. I got to go to, you know, do shooting over here and all this kind of stuff. And and it was just like one thing after another. And I can't imagine what it was like for those athletes. And didn't y'all have an issue in Colombia? Oh yeah, <laughs> because y'all ended up having to get treadmills to yeah, run a marathon. Yeah. So and this is how dedicated those guys were to making <laughs> sure that they ran on every continent. So you know, we had everything set up. Colombia, I I don't know how it, I don't know how nobody realized this, but Colombia, you have to have your vaccine card. Uh, there were certain people who did not have vaccine card, didn't have the vaccine and stuff like that. So they got put in basically holding at the airport for you know. 24 hours 20 hours wow. something like that if you know maybe a little less but um some of our runners were in there and they you know they were like i still want to run on this continent I, I made a commitment and somehow the american embassy got us some treadmills or, or somebody got us some treadmills and they got in there and they and they ran and they they they, they crushed it in there because there's pictures on I think yeah. the Instagram page. Because I was sitting there going through. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? They're, the local uh, officials are carrying treadmills yeah. and boxes yeah. into these guys, and you can see them running on them. It's pretty wild. And it's, you know, and, and for so many, <clears throat> I was very happy that I was with the VIPs because it was, 
even though it was work, you know, taking the photos, doing the videos, making sure you're getting like you've got your equipment. I broke a lens while I was out there. Right. So I, I saw got, it like in Dubai or yeah, something. Yeah, in Dubai. And so I was walking around the <clears throat> I was walking around the mall of Dubai and getting lost and finding a you know, finding a a, a Sony store, which I don't <laughs> know of anywhere around here where a sony store is but it actually has a sony store inside welcome the to dubai yeah welcome to dubai <laughs> where all your wildest dreams that, can come true such a, I, I didn't get to do much because i was looking for a lens and then my charger broke and i had to find a new charger and all this kind yeah. of stuff but it's just one of the things that you had to deal with you know my little thing that i had to deal with on on the trip and which is you know a part of the stress and a part of the crap can i find something because i got a job to do uh but yeah they they ran they ran inside the confinement area and you know they finished it off in Dallas and it it was real it's a real testament to to these guys spirit and conviction for for what this mission had cuz they once they got here to Dallas they ran a marathon at White Rock am I yeah. correct and then they went to Addison Carrollton Training Center and they did yep. fire ground evolutions yep. fully bunked out, so, so they got to get the realistic so effect. So the, the VIPs got to do the the firefighter deal, which was super incredible, man. Like I'm, who I, set that up? Was it Addison or Carrollton? I, I think Addison. Addison. No, 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 it was Carrollton. Carrollton. Um, I, you know, I'd been I've been around the firefighter community for fortunately seven years now, just getting to like senses of it and stuff like that, and um, I've had the opportunities to get in a little bit of bunker gear from yeah. time to time and. <clears throat> And see, you know, see some firsthand training from you guys. So to get these people who had paid to be on this trip and get them to really, like, get them in, in what is a fire? They Like, they actually have the fire training. So they turned it on, and you have the fire running on the ceiling. You're about, they did a flashover chamber? Yeah, they did a flashover chamber and all this kind of stuff with them. And they're walking with the, you know, fire hose, and they're learning. Um, and it's it was just a really, really fascinating uh, it's it had to be it was a fascinating experience to get to you know to for them to get to be part of this amazing deal and in Colombia they you know we met up with Green Berets I got to go through and I got to black out all the guys eyes because they can't be yeah you know you can't have their faces out on social media but we hung out with Green Berets and they were teaching us to shoot different firearms and they were telling us about the drug cartels and all this kind of stuff wow so I mean you're you're getting to experience all these different walks of life and like in Dubai it's wild how many different cultures kind of come together there. Cause in, on one hand, you'll see a woman with a Louis Vuitton bag who's in a full burqa. And then you'll see another woman who's in short shorts with a tiny blouse walking through. Yeah. And you're just like, man, there's just everything here. And then you go to Egypt, which we got to, I got to talk about Egypt. Yeah. I should say you got to do something <sighs> pretty legit. there. This is, I think this will forever be, I don't know how to top top this experience i don't know how i could top this experience um you know we got to egypt which is culture shock kind of right away they don't have lines on the or at least not that i saw there weren't lines on the road so people were just kind of driving wherever the hell they wanted to <laughs> it's like it's like the dallas tollway yeah, at rush but hour you're getting through the airport yeah no problem like they're just like well, i don't care what you're bringing in just yeah go just, ahead just come on yeah um but you we got outside and the egyptian government had pla- had put um uh, 7x and like designed our buses uh-huh. like all you know 7x tour and all this kind of stuff uh which is absolutely incredible logo on there so people know americans are coming through um and so we go out to the pyramids and somebody had mentioned 
somebody mentioned the day before they were like, are you skydiving in Egypt? I was like, I don't, I don't think so. It's like, oh, I heard everybody's skydiving. I was like, man, I really want to. <laughs> yeah. And so I started asking pretty yeah. much everybody. I was like, we skydiving? Are we going to skydive? <laughs> yeah. Like, do I get to skydive? And we get out there. We go to the pyramids. We see the Sphinx. And, you know, it's just as beautiful as I, you know, more beautiful than I could have imagined. But then Egypt, skydive Egypt, which I guess they might do this once or twice a year. They loaded us up. I think we went – there were three different groups loaded up and – Got to skydive out of out of a helicopter, nine thousand feet up in the air, over the pyramids. That's wild. I'm t- when I'm telling you, like I could not stop saying. I I had to tell my mom when you watch the video, you know, excuse the language, because I couldn't stop saying, "I'm over the fucking pyramids. <laughs> I'm over the fucking pyramids." Like guys pointing at, he's like, "What are those?" And I'm like, "Those are the fucking pyramids." <laughs> I'm just like, I'm I'm my you know the the history side of me is going nuts the you know second time jumping out of you know skydiving is going nuts i've never been in a helicopter before and i i feel like i get so so close to the pyramids that i can walk on them yeah and you're just going this is this it's insane it, like i got down out of the sky and i'm like i'm speechless with how incredible this experience is but that's again that's and then Whenever we got back to the airport, it was a nice three-hour wait again. Yeah. It's just how it, you know, you just massive, epic adrenaline dump. And then, you know, <laughs> then you got to kind of deal with that dump and, 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 and sit down, sit down for a while. But all of that to say, this was, you know, it, it there were times where you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to last forever. And then you get back to Dallas and you're like, oh, wow, it has only been you know, eight days and it's done. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to my wife and she's like, I miss you and I want to see you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's going to be this many days. And and when you're flying around the world, it seems like such a longer time. And then you get back and it's like, Oh, I want to go. I want to go back. Yeah. I want to go back again. But it's, it was, um, London was absolutely beautiful. I, I told you before I felt like I was home. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody was just as pale as me. I've never seen so many redheads in my life. It was muggy. It was cold. It was just like this is where, this is where I belong. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm back at the motherland, you know. And but we got to go to uh, Westminster Abbey, and the the heads of it, the dean, the head of security, people who are going. The dean's going to be planning the coronation for the king. Yeah. The security guy is going to be planning all the security for the coronation of the king. So wow. these are like high level guys. We got to walk around with them and just talk about Westminster Abbey and just learn and get behind the scenes stuff. And it was for me, that was, that was my jumping out of a helicopter over the pyramids mm-hmm. was absolutely epic. And it's nothing that it can ever be touched, but this was like my, my personal, like I was just, I was a kid in a candy store of history. Just right. like I want to know everything because I want to have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it the the openness that so many of these places had, um, and and just inviting us and, and allowing us to come in and do this. I mean it it it's so beautiful that this sort of mission, and it's beautiful and it's sad in a way that something. A, a mission about this mm-hmm. would kind of force everybody to 
open open their arms a bit because right. it's, it's like everybody's everybody's affected by it. So let me ask you, what did you learn about yourself while being on this trip? Obviously, you're with these elite athletes, right? Elite performers. What did you learn by being on this this trip about yourself? Uh, I don't know if it's nothing that I ever didn't know already. Um, openness. It was it. You know, I've again, I've I've always been, I've I've always been awkward in crowds. Like I, I remember whenever I was, you know, in college and and you know I'd go to a club with, you know, I'm I'm with like six girls that I worked with, so I'm like the only guy with six girls. But even then, I'm like in a crowd and I'm just like I can't talk to anybody. I mm-hmm. just feel anxious and nervous and and I never really had that sort of confidence. And then you're around these people and it just, it screamed at me. Like you just, sometimes you just got to open up. Mm-hmm. Like I was standoffish probably for the first couple of days. And then it took, you know, really interacting with some people and being like, Oh, these are, these are all incredible people. Why don't I open up more often? Why yeah. don't, why don't I, why don't I feel this way more often? Um, but also this, I mean, this dealing with my past, whether it's drug addiction, suicide attempts, and you know all these levels of just um, self self harm and and uh, stuff like that, to be in a group of people and and Dukes, who's a, a, a skydiver, absolutely incredible man. Um, but me and him had similar, you know, drug abuse and suicide and stuff like that. And he came out and did a marathon and. You know what he's overcome is absolutely insane, and it's like you know there 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 doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, this mental illness stuff is gonna hit, mm-hmm. and it's and everybody has their their unique ways of getting over it, um, and it's and you don't have to be embarrassed about finding yours, and yours doesn't have to be the same thing as somebody else's. Right, your way of getting through it doesn't have to be the bog standard. You know, go talk to a therapist, take your medication at five, and you know sit in front of the TV for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's like you there there's levels. I mean, some people it takes one good ayahuasca trip and, yeah. and, and, and it changes their mind. Uh, now they're doing tests with ketamine. And, and I think there's the human mind is so complex that to get, say that there's one answer is just foolish. Mm-hmm. And to have this data, across all these different people that come from all these different walks of life that are doing, you know, their bodies are reacting to this experience in all different ways. And to have that information mm-hmm. is going to build up so much more ammunition to, to finally stop, stop this shit. Yeah. You know, and I do a lot of research on this, these types of resiliency, right. And overcoming obstacles. And, you know, I've, I'm a victim of, of my own self, right. I've, yeah. I've been, in my situations and you know i've had to figure out how to get out of these holes right um you know and there's a book that i've read and it's great book developing firefighter resiliency you can buy it on fire engineering um and rick george is one of the the three authors that's in the book love rick and rick rick believes in stress inoculation right creating stressors during training you know training to you know overcome basically aligned with what the seals do right trade to the highest level of stress that way you default back to the basic skills that you've learned all that good stuff and you know and understanding the concept of resiliency you know they 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 define resiliency beautifully in here and um 
I'll read it real quick to you. So they define re- resiliency as the ability to persist in the face of challenges and to bounce back from adversity. That's resiliency by definition. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's exactly true. Yeah. Um, being able to bounce back. Um, you know, I was reading a couple studies the other day that they're now looking at using stress inoculation type training, right? These types of incidents that you, this type of event that you just guys just did, Mm -hmm. they're looking towards it to treat PTSD. Yeah. They're, you know, they're using these types of stressful environments and seeing what the body can do and seeing how the body's going to react. And I think that's going to be hugely beneficial to the fire service and not just the fire service, but also veterans, right? So veterans, first responders, and, you know, even civilians itself. Yeah. Y'all have started collecting the data to help fix an epidemic. Yeah. And I think it's amazing what you guys have done. And, yeah. you know, people like Dina Ali and Rick George that have really done, and Dandy Grice, that have really done monumental things for the mental health and the fire service. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that this could all start bridging that gap and we can reduce those numbers eventually. And, and you know, the, the more you and I have talked about it, like every time I go – why like why why is this still a stigmatized yeah. topic like why we've lost so many people needlessly we could have helped so many people and yet there's still this and maybe maybe it's a bravado thing maybe it's because in these in these field, like with with civilians it's it's a little bit easier mm-hmm. to to talk about this kind of stuff you know except if you know depending on job and work and stuff like that. But as a civilian, it's, it's a bit easier to, to speak with people, help, help go on social media and people yeah. are talking about it all the time. Yeah. But whenever you're on, you know, whenever you're in these areas of, you know, high stress and, and, you know, saving lives and, mm-hmm. and service, it's like, well, if I tell somebody, then I'm, I, I can't service anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, then I'm, I'm, I'm not doing what I was called to do because yeah. I'm, I'm, focus on myself and then it becomes like a selfish thing and why that's i don't know how you get past that but i know like you said with the resilience deal and putting people through those stressors and allowing them to bounce back and having this data i i truly believe at the bottom of my heart that it's going to help it it could potentially help millions of people you know and and i think it's the biggest issue is our own selves. We got the machismo personas about ourselves, right? Yeah. I'm indefensible. I'm not weak. You know, you're not going to break me down. I was just as guilty of, of that as I was, I was indestructible. Yeah. No one was going to touch me until my wife said, yeah, I will. You, you need help. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, bullshit. Yeah. Well, guess what? Two counseling sessions. I'm, I'm seeing two different counselors now and I have a third on the side that it kind of helps me from time to time. Yeah. I've got problems. Yeah. Guess what? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to sit there and say it. The data is out there. Yeah. Why would anybody want to become a statistic? That's what you have to ask yourself. There's so many resources there. Yeah. And the problem that we're having, though, is that I think that people within the fire service, and, and I can't speak for the first uh, the veteran side, but we're missing the signs. Yeah. We're yeah. missing the signs of despair, those who are seeking help. Yeah. But is it because that they're holding it in and they're unwilling? I don't know. I, yeah. I you know, and that seems like the the you know the million dollar question is mm-hmm. it? I don't know how easy it is to tell if somebody's teetering towards that. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Uh, because often, I know one of the ways that I combated it. You know, 
I was I was pretty outward about it as a kid, but one one of the ways I combated it as an adult was really just to find anything to laugh at. Yeah, and like just try to be try to be funny, try to make a joke, try to something along those lines. Um, and then whenever I got back home, you know, it was shut right back down. Yeah, and I it, I don't know it it's I'm I'm really fascinated to see where this data kind of leads us and and. What are what are the things that we can do for people to get back to a state of normalcy? And what what is a state of normalcy? Yeah, yeah. How do you define normal? Yeah. Well, and, well. How do you how do you define or how do you figure out what state of mental awareness is an is an is a normal kind of plane? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you've, you're all the way up here. Where do we need to get you back down to where you're still effective? You can still you know do your job, leadership, all this kind of stuff but your mental health is taken care of. Right. You know, where, where, where are those lines drawn? I, I definitely don't know, but I'm hoping that I'm hoping that with all this new attention somewhere along the line, some answers get drawn and maybe it is just a decompression deal. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, it's, you're not after one call, you're not all the way up here. Mm -hmm. You're just, it's, it's the steady climb. Yeah. Call after call after call after call. And maybe there's, you know, f- pushing it to, you know, 48, what is it? 48, uh, 4896s, 4896s or something, you know, just, well, I don't e- know how you deal with it. E- even then. So that's been the, it's obviously the million dollar question around the fire service. You know, is it 4896? Is it 2472s? Is it 2448? Yeah. I, I don't know. And the problem that you get with data and, and I'll probably get crucified for this, but I really don't give a rat's ass is that, you're going to get those that are so passionate about something because it's for selfish gain. And I'm not talking about mental health or anything like that. It's because they have a part-time business or they live two hours away from their station. And there's some agencies that that's just the only way that those guys can do it. And I'm not knocking it by any stretch, but I've had the conversations and I don't know the answer. You know, and I know that a lot of maydays do occur on the back half of a 24, right? So, if we're going to add another 24 hour shift to it, are we hurting ourselves? Uh, how do you rotate, rotate guys around? My department runs 2448. So I can't sit there and speak for 4896s and I can't speak for anybody else, but the calls are always going to be there. The calls. That's the, I think the one thing that's not going away is the call volume. Yeah. So how do you, how do we address it? Is it maybe moving shift start times back later? You know, to allow the guys in the morning to get that start to where they maybe change shift at 10 or noon. There's a, a department over in our area that's about to do a 4896. I think they're changing their start time to 10. Mm-hmm. I think the city of Austin does a, a noon start time. But, I mean, what is it? I mean, we got to find the balance. And, yeah. and and I think it's important that the U.S. Fire Administration um, and, you know, I know the IFF is doing their part uh, to try to help out. But uh, I think that we could do a lot more. Yeah. And I think the information and the data is there. But the problem with collecting data is that that person has to be unbiased. If they come in with any sort of biasness or any sort of agenda, then the data is going to be skewed no matter what. A person has to come in here completely impartial, unbiased, and let's truly look at what's going on. You know, we've, we're hitting cancer head on. And I know we're trying to hit mental health head on now. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm so thankful, you know. We know cardiac issues were a problem, so what did we do? We told the guys to start eating right, working out more, giving them time to do this, 
And so how do we handle these other two? I, I don't know. Yeah. But the answers are out there, and I think the answers start with this type of program and this type of data that we're you, you guys are collecting, we, that you guys yeah, are collecting. You're, you're just as much a part yeah. of it as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's a community, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a community, so this is going to benefit all of our communities. Yeah. And this data is going to help hopefully change lives, and not just change lives, but maybe save lives. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, just like at Sons of the Flag, our job is to get you back to what your new normal might be, get you back into some sort of, you know, almost homeostasis yeah, type yeah, yeah, yeah. of you know lifestyle to where everything is normal to your new lifestyle. That's probably how we end up in addressing mental health is that we're going to get you back to this new normal, to this new lifestyle that you're now living. You know, like right now, I know I have triggers that when I start feeling something, you know, my counselors got me doing this little thing okay. that it takes my, because they started noticing that my senses and I start seeing certain things, I can take my senses away you know by chewing oh, wow. on hard candy and it takes my mind away from those thoughts and it's 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 i thought it was i thought it was bullshit yeah yeah bro let me tell you i buy a pack of gum a week <laughs> and i'm not talking about a pack i'm buying i'm talking about those little yeah, canister those gum. 60 uh canister yeah, ones yeah, yeah. and so it's it's been game changing but it's just stupid small things like that that have blown my mind that kind of reminds me of a shay uh it, if you're not following it, go follow 7X Project on Instagram. There's some great content being brought yeah. up, and it's only going to get better now that they're digging into the interviews and stuff. And sh- on there was a snippet from Shay, and he's like, you know, like we talked, like I can't imagine the marathons and triathlons oh and all God. that kind of stuff that that guy runs. He blew out his knee on like I think the second, second or third continent, and still ran every marathon. Oh shit! Yeah, so. And if you don't know Shay's story, he is a burn survivor. Yeah, yeah. burn at uh, eight years old. Yes, I think sixty. No, how, how, I forgot what his percentage increased. I do remember that, but yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. And he's gone through uh, our mission, reconstruct freedom. Yes. Um. And, and 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 but he is a triathlon runner and just a he has a book out. It's it's just all around. Yeah. Incredible, but um, he you know he had. He was like, you know, whenever you're doing these, what I, what he would do is he would count to 100. Mm-hmm. And he said, by the time you get to 60, you completely forget why you're counting. And, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a physical, <laughs> physical type person, but I've been doing you know, I've been trying to challenge myself a bit more. And right now I'm, I'm training for a 5K since I've never even ran a mile. So I'm yeah. seeing how that's going to work out. <laughs> so like I get to Heck a mile yeah. and I'm like, okay, time to count to a hundred because I yeah. don't know what else to do. But it helps. I mean, it's it and like with the with the gum, it there are little things and and the information is so is available, but it it it's so individualistic that we we mm-hmm. need to there. Maybe it's like if if you are going through it and you don't have the money to seek speak to a psychologist or something maybe it is just finding out what other people are doing and trying those little pieces yeah and seeing just what works for you because the alternative is losing you and none of us want that and then some of the books that you know we were talking about shay's book i, I want to drop these real quick because yeah, yeah, yeah. these books have had an influence upon me and they're individuals that i highly respect so obviously obviously bird's book which is uh the sons of the flag and um <clears throat> excuse me it was the foreword is by Bobby Halton. You know, we lost Bobby. Bobby oh, was yeah. very yeah. near and dear to the Sons of the Flag. Yeah. And the fact that he loved he believed, our mission. He believed in us when no one else did. No one else did. So. Bob, Bobby took a huge chance on us. Yes, and he, um, 
he's going to be deeply missed. And um, I can't wait to be at UF at FDIC and 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 yeah, see everybody and give some hugs. Yeah, and what Bobby meant to this organization and to Bird and all of us is, I mean, it, it's indescribable. But you know, Bobby was kind enough to write into Bird's book, right? He did the foreword uh, for Sons of the Flag. James Gearing's book is another one you guys highlighted. One More Light, which is for firefighters and first responders. And if you haven't listened to Behind the Shield, go listen to it. James Gearing was on the 7X yeah. tour with us. Absolutely just an all-around incredible person. And then Shay's book is What the Fire Ignited. And I'm telling you, we I read it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we When we did the interview with him, I, I realized that I'm just a piece of shit. I haven't done nothing <laughs> with my life. <laughs> Well, when when, when a book opens up about a guy having to shit down his leg, yeah, you're like to finish it. The what was like, it? Okay, the maybe, Iron Man, right? Yeah, the Iron Man. Maybe I haven't done everything that I could do. In my life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I haven't challenged myself completely. No, the <laughs> uh, go check out those books, and there's a couple more on yeah, there. Read. There's there's a few on there. Drago. Yeah, Drago's the pledge of would, the pledge to America. I would love to interview him. He was a Polish. He was a Polish prisoner. Um, came to America, uh, you know, and became a Navy SEAL. That's that's a very, very short, you know, way to put it. Yeah, and then one that has got me highly interested, Confessions of an Idiot. Uh, was it? Dukes. Dukes. Is that Dukes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, there's all those books. You can go to their uh, Instagram page and see all that. But I highly do suggest that you read these books and – Take them for what they are. Uh, this project means a lot to all of us, and this project's going to do a lot for us. And, and I, when I mean the word us, I'm talking about the first responder community. Um, I can't speak on behalf of the veterans because I'm not a veteran, um, but I know what it's going to do for them, yeah. and I know what this is going to do for us. And just like Sons of the Flag, what it does for first responders and veterans and all that, this is going to do the same thing. And it's absolutely beautiful to see. Yep. I... Birds had this dream for how long now? <laughs> Over a, a year and a half, maybe two. I was starting to call bullshit on it. Didn't yeah. know if it was ever going to go I forward. Told, I, t- I think I told everybody that I talked to about it. I was like, you know, because because I had worked on it with Bird for so long, and but I was behind the scenes, yeah. you know, just doing the deck and, and you know, some graphic stuff. And, you know, if he needed me, I, I remember being at my sister's house. It, we were celebrating Christmas, mm-hmm. and he hits me up at like 8 p.m. He's like, I really need this done right now, and I'm – fucking pretty drunk i'm like all right that's when the best shit happens (laughs) (laughs) that's when the best stuff gets done i'll get to my computer right now Um, (laughs) but yeah you know i was telling i told people i was like you know i'll believe i'm going on this trip whenever i'm whenever i'm on the plane yeah and you know whenever i got my ticket to south africa i was sharing it with (laughs) i was like check this out i'm actually going to south out i had never been out of the country before this was my first time out of the country what way to jump in head first on this one everybody kept saying way to pop your cherry yeah yeah now i want to go everywhere yeah take me back to dubai take me back to london I have to go. My wife is from Colombia, so now I have to go back yeah. with her. Oh, I bet she's pissed that she you went mad. without her. Actually, yeah. this this bracelet right here was the hotel bracelet, and I haven't had, haven't had, I haven't wanted to take it off. Yeah. I like I I like it a little too much. Cartagena was absolutely beautiful, and the people there were absolutely incredible. The green berets were absolutely incredible. Showed us a great time afterwards. Took us out on the town and all that kind of stuff. Of course, you only had so many hours. Ladies are hitting on you, and you're like, oh, I only got two hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it, 
yeah, the entire experience. I, I, I could go on for days about just little minute personality changes that I, that I went through and, you know, different stressors and, and, you know, just even as somebody who got to be on the fun side of it, yeah, you know, it's, it, there was a lot of pressure on everybody, but it was, you couldn't have gotten a better group of people. That's awesome, man. You really, really couldn't. Well, we're probably going to need to start wrapping this up. Dude, yep. this has been phenomenal. I've loved hearing it. Like I said, I was pissed watching you the whole time. <laughs> Extremely envious, but man, you know, I know I've known you for what, five years now, probably. Yep. And yep. to see what you've transformed into, you know, you keep talking about your introverted. <laughs> it, when I first met Landon, he, he was, he was an introverted guy that, uh, there's some fun stories Probably we can tell you about from FDSC yeah. and uh, um, uh, the Firemanship yeah, Conference. <laughs> we, can, we can tell you about those stories Jesus. at another time. <laughs> we didn't know if Landon was going to make it or not. Yeah, that's a fact. But yeah, that's a fact. Landon is... He was going to miss a flight or two. Yeah, Landon's done a, a complete transformation. And it's it's and all... It's beautiful, man. It's all thanks to, you know... I'm, I came into... I'm, I shared something recently. I came into this job on the brink of suicide. Right. I had, I, I had gone through something really, really rough and I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. <laughs> and so my, my way of handling it was taking drugs and planning, planning yeah. to end my life. And so I was, you know, hyped up on Adderall, just trying to get through work and, and, you know, in the back end going, you know, if something bad happens and I, cause it always, whenever, whenever that suicide thought comes in your head, you're like, well, that can, I can always, I can always, I can always go back yeah, to that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, so if everything falls that, apart, I can fall back. That'll on always that. fix it. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I came into this job broken and kind of get emotional thinking about it, you know, for Birdman and, you know, to give me this opportunity, you mm -hmm. know, seeing this, you know, 30 year old, that's probably 29 year old. That's like a buck. I don't know. I might have been a buck 15 at the time. 29 year old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, just skinny and gaunt and clearly had something wrong with him for bird to take me on and say, no, nah, there's something about him yeah. that, that I, that I believe in. He saw the, he saw something deeper. He saw something deeper. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I didn't really start coming out of my shell here until about maybe 2019 or, you know, 2018 roughly. And it was, you know, looking back on it, it's like this, this, this between you and, you know, all the guys on the task force and Birdman and Sherry. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to go from here, but yeah. I know I'll for, forever be grateful for this experience. Absolutely, man. You know, speaking of the task force, if you're interested to join, uh, we're desperately always looking for people. Um, our mission doesn't continue on without y'all's support. So having task force members being a part of Sons of the Flag and helping push our mission forward is absolutely crucial and detrimental, not just to the organization itself, but also to those that are needing this organization. Yeah. That's the most important thing. There's people that need us, and there's still people that don't know about us. Yep. And I think it's super unfortunate um, you know, it's our job to get the message out there, whether it be social media or word of mouth or fundraising events. Um, our task force members are everything for this organization. You know, Sherry does a phenomenal job. Incredible. Um, she's absolutely, she, not, she's not enough can be said about what she does. Yeah. 
Cherry's absolutely just game changer, right? Yeah. She she is so invested in this organization. She's been here. Um, just uh, crushing it. Just just doing her thing, yeah. you know. And you know, birds birds done a phenomenal job getting us to where we're at yep. and it's our job to go forward with it now and i think it's important so if anybody's interested in joining the team sons of the flag.org you can find all the information there i promise you we won't make you do a zoom call with greg on the first one uh and if we do we'll make sure that sherry or somebody else sets it up <laughs> um love you greg no uh but greg has done wonders I, I'm telling you, I still get amped up for his monthly lineup email. Yeah. And if I don't, you know, I'll be honest, man. I, I have been a piece of crap for the organization lately because I haven't oh, been please. able to fundraise the way that I want to. Yeah. And it, it's just because I'm in a day position now yeah, and it's but, so much harder. But that doesn't stop me from being on social media and sharing stuff. And that's the most important thing, just the word of mouth. Yeah. Sharing, sharing and being connected and nobody here has any fucking doubt in their mind your passion for something oh yeah this this organization is my heart it's it's my soul um i want it to be y'all's heart and soul too i want you to understand there's a greater good than just joining this organization right i tell people all the time i'm like i actually work here and i'm like "Ah, i don't work here i work it's a charity but (laughs) i work here but because i i treat it as a job for me you know and i stress about this thing because I know there's more that I can do, and there's more that I want to do. Yeah. But sometimes restraints happen. Life happens, and that's what we understand up here is that you have your family and you have your career. Yeah. How can we work with you to help Sons of the Flag and help you out? So yeah. be if you're interested at all, please message us on, so, uh, on social media. Um, Landon can point you in the right direction. Send me an you're email. You're still getting the message. You're the one that still deals yep. with it, right? yep, yep. yep. And then we'll get you hooked up with Greg. We'll get you hooked up with Sherry. Or if you and or, hit us from all hit us from all angles. You know, don't send yeah. just one message. Hit, email us. Hit us up on social media if you're really passionate about it. Because so much stuff goes on, and you got to remember, you know, there's two of us in the office. And then and it gets kind of crazy. But you know, hit us up on on all different platforms, and and one of us will get back to you. You can also reach out to the task force members themselves yes. and we can do some of the legwork for you to help you get started. Yeah. Gary, uh, Gary out of Arkansas is he's I, <laughs> crushing it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tongue tied. Right. Yeah. I mean, Gary does amazing things and yeah. I, what he can help you do to get yourself set up for success is, I mean, it, it's amazing. If you're he, willing to listen, he can he can lead you. He, he, what, what what was the program he designed for us? It was uh like the the where they were doing the bourbons, you know, oh, it, yeah, like yeah. an event in a box or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that event so, in a box. Yeah. Event in a box is what it, I couldn't remember what the, the yeah, exact the, term was, but uh, he's laid out a plan to where you could do something super minor, but it has a major effect, and it has incredible potential, and. He does bourbon tastings, and so who doesn't like that? Yeah, um, bourbons and cigars. Sign me up. Yeah, please. Um, but there's events like that, and and it's you don't have to do this grand event. It could be something super minor. Like we were selling the challenge coins last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people could put in orders for the challenge coins, and the money went to Sons of the Flag to help fund our missions. Yeah, because it's um, still correct. It's seventy five dollars for a go ba- uh, go bag, right? Yep, yep. And the numbers know, are still the same. Numbers are still the same, and so even in this absolutely insane climate of yeah inflation and whatnot we've been able to keep the numbers the same 
primarily because we have some incredible sponsors that are backing us and up. If you think about the go bags, I, to me, that's one of my favorite things. Obviously, the the fellowship program is is huge, yeah. but the go bags are helping the families out. Yeah. Okay, we're doing everything we can to help the burn patients out, the victims that we're dealing with, uh, all the patients that we're taking care of, and. These bags are designed for the families because we know this this stay is going to be extended. And so we do look after the families, and that's what's important about these bags. And if you're ever curious to see where your money goes, go to sunsetthefly.org. We have a breakdown of what each thing costs, what hotel stays cost, what an overnight trip stay, uh, cost, fellowships, all that, what it costs. And we have it laid out. what it out. costs the funding, like for one foul swoop, if you wanted to just fund uh, – a mission reconstruct freedom patient. Yeah, like twenty five hundred bucks gets it done. Yeah, so everything's laid out for you. Um, but again, reach out to some of any of us. And if you are a if you are a burn survivor or if you know one that is seeking help, yes. you can fill out our form online, uh, or you can reach out to DJ Sutterfield, Zach's mother. I was about uh, to drop him real quick. <laughs> Love you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, at DJ at Sons of the Flag dot org. Um, she is heading up brighter than the fire and communication with, with the burn survivors and, and, you know, her, her knowledge is, is can't be understated. And if you don't know Zach's story, we've interviewed Zach. Zach's gone through our program. Graduated college. Uh, several times. Oh, man. That's what I was about to say. Zach graduated this past December. We didn't get to do the oh, last show. Get, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The show up came out before that. So yeah. Zach, congrats, homie, dude. If you know his story, Zach suffered a TBI with his burn injury. Zach's overcome every major obstacle, I think, known to man. 110%. And he will be at FDIC with us, if I'm not mistaken. Is he? Awesome. Zach, Zach's my hero. Um, DJ is absolutely amazing. His mom, uh, the whole family family. is just absolutely outstanding. Carl's. Carl's, uh, yes, Carl. they're, They're all... They're all, all, all three of them. And I the, love it, all three of them to death. They're and all see, incredible. that kind of goes back. It took a tragedy, and now look at them. Yeah. They're taking this tragedy and building off of it. Resiliency, yeah. right? Resiliency. They've bounced off of this. Yeah. It kind of goes back to a whole underlying theme. They took a basically a challenging event, and they have done monumental things. And, and so, so uh, I, I, I cannot wait to see all the awesome stuff that Zach's going to do. Yeah. Because he's going to knock it out of the fucking park, Absolutely man. he is. You know, again... Everything we're doing up here at Sons of the Flag, if you're interested on uh, events page, if you need an application, or if you know a burn patient, we do have it on the main page, sonsoftheflag.org. Uh, it'll get to Sherry and, and or Landon, one of them, and we will respond yep. as quickly as possible, usually within 24 hours. Usually within 24 hours. Uh, Sherry's always on top of it. So, um, Greg Turnell, National uh, Task Force Director, reach mm-hmm. out to him if you need anything. Look us up on all social media at Sons of the Flag. Yep. The Seven X Project, right? Yep. Check on out the Seven X Project. There's some awesome stuff coming down the pipeline. And just remember, every picture you see was laying and taking them. So yeah. he was there. <laughs> He's just <laughs> behind everyone. there. Matt. So Matt Crane was the photographer, the the actual hired photographer for uh, the athletes the pro- and a bit okay. of trip and project and stuff like that. You want to talk about like. I'm a guy who takes pictures. He is a photographer. That man is so. De- Some of the pictures you'll see, yes or mine, typically of the of the VIPs. But that man, just getting to pick his brains. That's another thing. So many talented people, yeah. people that masters of their craft, top of their field, and getting to sit there and pick his brains just for a little bit. As 
you know, as it's kind of a bit of a nerd about it, I'm just like, just <laughs> awesome. This is incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, sons of the flag.org website at sons of the flag on all social media, fire engineering, blog talk radio, type in sons of the flag, look up this episode or any other episodes that we've yep. done. Look up Shay's episode. Look up the one we did with Zach. Yep. We have a past one we did with Aaron Fields and Jeff Shoop. So look up any of our past episodes. Reach out to us if you guys have any questions. Yeah, just and go to Fire Engineering, put search SOTF Radio, and yep. all of them are going to pop up. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And, Landon, thank you for sharing your story, yeah, absolutely. brother. Absolutely. I thank appreciate you, guys. you listening. And what's the last – what's the finals? Final word? Keep the mission first. Go.